to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Uh, this week, unfortunately, I have a pretty um, unfortunate topic. Uh, I, I just I felt with everything going on um, worth talking about, right? And and today's uh, August 26, 2021. Uh, so unfortunately, there's there's been some uh, action taken against uh, the United States in Afghanistan amidst our uh, removal, our pullout, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever it is that we're, we're fucking doing over there. Um, there's, there's been developments, there's been issues. Um, before I get into my thoughts and feelings on everything that's, that's happening right now, uh, and there's a lot, uh, I do want to, uh, of course, always, uh, make sure that I thank those that make this podcast, uh, possible, our, our, our sponsors. Uh, first, uh, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, if you're looking for a new holster, you're looking for mag carrier, uh, dump pouch, concealed carry belt, uh, hey, Kydex wallet, head over to EclipseHolsters.com. It's a veteran-owned business. Uh, I know uh, Jess's husband served and has uh, children that, that are serving. And uh, I know shared on uh, social media today, you know, obviously uh, feeling what's going on uh, overseas right now very heavily, but they make a great product, you guys, a uh, great company. Uh, they promise uh, three business days or less, they're going to have their your holster made and in the mail on its way to you, three business days or less. If you spend over 60 bucks, they're going to throw in some free shipping for you too. I can tell you that's, that's the cost of a holster. You buy a holster, free shipping. Anything on top of that is gravy, right? Uh, they also hooked us up with a discount code prepared one five they're going to knock 15 percent off your order total so whether you just need some some badass stickers uh they they got some t-shirts on there now i think uh you need a holster in the waistband out outside the waistband you need mag carrier uh they do uh ar mag pouches right i was talking about my my first class experience uh those are always good to have you ever want to take a class maybe just walking out in the woods with a rifle uh, it's always a little bit nicer, right, to have a, a good, reliable mag pouch uh, on your belt than just throwing a magazine in your back pocket. So, guys, head over to EclipseHolsters.com. Check out the great work that they're doing there. Also, MyMedic.com. Whatever you guys need for first aid, they got you covered. And and probably a ton more, honestly. I was looking through the site right now. They're, they're going through some uh, new development and some rebranding on some pages and things. And it's really cool that you can you can see what's in all these kits that you're buying. And it's not just a single picture anymore with a bunch of stuff laid out. It's actually pretty interactive to see between their basic and advanced models. You can see what you're getting in each kit. They got stuff for boating. They have stuff for motorcycles. They have kits built for one person. They got kits built for um, you know, groups of people. It it all depends on what you're looking for, and they have they have it all. They even have a pet medic uh, for your dog, right? Today is International Dog Day. Take care of our four-legged friends. Make sure you got a first aid kit ready to go with all the essentials should something happen to them while you're out and about. That's mymedic.com, and they were cool enough to hook us up with our discount code Mindset20. They're gonna knock 20% off the order with that code, and. If you guys are feeling especially generous, you can head over to our Facebook page, the Prepared Mindset Podcast. In our offer section, we do have the link. We are affiliate partners with MyMedic.com. So if you use that link, you can still use the Mindset 20 
discount code to save 20% off your order. It's just going to make sure that we get an extra little piece of whatever you spend, whether it's just an order for a tourniquet or maybe one of their solo kits, one of their MyFacts. Uh, maybe you're sending some kids off to college and you want to make sure they have something in their dorm room, hook them up with a, with a MyMedic kit. So let's get into what's going on right now. Um, in <clears throat> recent events, obviously, the Biden administration made the decision um, a couple weeks ago, a month ago-ish, that we were going to be moving out. We're going to be pulling our military forces out of Afghanistan. Um, I think that long-term, this was something that a lot of people, uh, myself included, had hoped for, right? Something where we wanted, we want to see the the government, the military, the security forces, the infrastructure, right? That that we worked for, and when I say we, I, I did not serve. I want to be very clear about that. I did not serve in the armed forces. Um, I say we because I am an American citizen and an American taxpayer, and I know my tax dollars went to the effort, uh, and it's a good effort. There are good people. Um, I've read about it in a lot of books. I've talked to people who have who have been overseas. There are a lot of good people trying to live good lives uh, in the Middle East right now, specifically in Afghanistan, uh, and now are unable to because of how this this all has been been handled um a rather hasty withdrawal from the country ordered by the president um like i said a lot of us wanted to see the removal of troops we wanted to see the stepping down uh the de-escalation so to speak uh and allow the infrastructure that we worked for 20 years to put in place military security forces uh health care um infrastructure uh you know food running water, all, all kinds of things that were put in place to help advance the quality of life of the people there and to eliminate the threat of terrorism from from groups like Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So this was ordered. Uh, we start to pull troops out in at, at an alarming rate. That's really the only word I can think of is alarming. Okay, We start pulling out resources. We start pulling out troops. And uh, you know, like I said, it's August 26th. As things stand, we still have thousands of of American citizens in country that are that aren't able to uh, to get out. The airport was the target uh, of an attack today. Unfortunately, um, there was a drastic loss. What I would consider to be a drastic loss of life. Any loss of life uh, due to these um, these political blunders. I guess this was a decision made by the Biden administration for political reasons. Uh, I, I don't for one moment believe that anybody with any kind of military experience would have advised doing this uh, to this this drastic of a measure this quickly. Um, this was a failure of our leadership, 110%. There's, there's nobody anywhere that can deny that, that mistakes were made here, huge mistakes that cost American lives. Uh, my Earlier what I saw was the lives of nine Marines and one Navy medic. Uh, I believe that number is actually a little bit higher. Um, I believe, according to the Pentagon, that the latest number was 13 servicemen and then however many civilians. Um, you know, there was a suicide bombing. There was a gunfight that took place at the gate to the Kabul airport. And this is, again, this is because there are crowds of people trying to get into the airport, trying to get through these Taliban-controlled uh, checkpoints, right, that are they're supposed to be, uh, you know, apparently safe and friendly, uh, for Americans uh, to, to get through, which I don't believe for one second, um, but it's a target of opportunity, right? Large group of people. And it, 
it, it was a target and somebody clacked off an S vest and now we have dead servicemen. Um, this is an addition to everything else that's been going on over there, uh, lately. Um, there's been memes all over the internet. There's been posts made. There's been opinions shared. If you have even a remote um, presence on social media, there is no doubt in my mind that you've seen these pictures um, of the vehicles, the the buildings, uh, the, you know, the Taliban flag being raised over the U.S. Embassy building, um, which is just shameful and and awful, considering the amount of uh, lives that were lost. The uh, the wounded soldiers, just everything, everything that went into the effort there to see it all crumble away because of a um, a failure of our leadership at the highest levels uh, is uh, heartbreaking and and infuri- infuriating uh, at the same time. That's the best way I, I know to describe what I'm feeling. And again, this as somebody who who did not fight that fight, who did not lose friends overseas. Um, but the, the pictures, you know, uh, all these weapons that we left there, uh, the Taliban is, not, they, as soon as they realized we were pulling out, they knew we were leaving country. Uh, you, you, there were headlines, right? In droves over the, the course of maybe two weeks, um, the Taliban re-infiltrated the country from wherever they'd been hiding, you know, Pakistan, uh, neighboring countries, whatever. And that's, that's long been a tactic, right? They, they disperse and spread out. It's kind of like cockroaches in that way when you turn on a light bulb. And now that we're gone and the lights are off, they come swarming back to their uh, motherland, homeland, whatever the, whatever the hell you want to call this. Um, except now we left them, uh, we left them Humvees. We left them missiles. We left them M4s. Uh, they now are better armed and better equipped with with better technology than than what we found them with. Uh, we have just advanced their agenda by decades by doing this this way, um, and, and it's just it's 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 shameful that we have the president going out. Uh, he was in and then going out telling the people uh, that oh he's sad about this too and. You know, oh, they've communicated with the quote-unquote uh, Taliban leadership and the Taliban government. I mean, since when the hell does America negotiate with terrorists? That that's my question. This is not. This is a confederacy of different clans and tribes, um, and I'm sure I'm probably messing up some of the nomenclature here. But this is not a government. This is not a a, a structured government that is trying to uh, put democracy in place or socialism or communism. It's not trying to put a, a stable government in place. This is a terrorist network that is trying to seize control of a country and is, as of right now, being very successful, due largely in part to the blunders by our military leadership that's allowing this to happen. What I find, what I find to be, you know, most ironic. Uh, given my own personal opinions and researches and things is again, all these pictures of these firearms, uh, that, that we've left to these, to these terrorists, right. Um, is that the same president who has now armed the most dangerous terrorist organization in the world. Okay. Arguably, I'm sure there are others that are, that are, that are up there, but keep in mind that this was the organization, Al Qaeda and the Taliban and ISIS. These are, these were organizations that, that, were responsible um, and linked to different parts and pieces of terrorist attacks in the U.S., uh, largely 9-11, right, which we all remember what happened on that Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, with the World Trade Centers. 
So we, as a country, decided this would this was not acceptable. This this action will not stand. He has now taken the the full weight of military advancement, and at least in terms of weapons, equipment, gear, support gear. If any of you guys, you know, have have gone out there, and a lot of you have, right? I have, and and had to purchase a chest carrier, had to purchase a plate carrier, had to purchase battle belts, holsters, slings, magazines. This stuff all costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So we're looking at millions, billions of dollars worth of weaponry and ammunition now lying in the hands of this terrorist group, while the same president has spent the last eight months, basically almost eight months to the day since being in office, or seven months, I'm sorry, has spent all this time, not to mention the eight years that he spent in office as vice president, working to disarm the American public. This is the same president that went out months ago and made the public comment that the government has F-15s and nukes, and you can't fight back with with rifles. You don't need those things. By the way, for anybody who's just keeping score at home, the M4s, right, the standard issue military rifle that's used and issued to Marines, to Air Force, Airmen, to Army soldiers, to, to all of our armed forces, okay, that is the machine gun that they tell you to fear on the news. Okay, the AR-15 is the single shot, the semi-automatic version of that that we're all allowed and, and entitled to own here as American citizens as protected by the Second Amendment. It doesn't have select fire. It's not a machine gun. He just gave all the things that he told you that we don't need here to protect, protect ourselves as Americans to a gigantic terrorist network. And let's not forget that arms trafficking, that's a real thing. That's a real problem. And when you now have this full access to this amount of firearms, um, yeah, you bet your ass it's going to lead to some additional problems worldwide. Um, because what do you need to keep an organization, a terrorist group like this going? Money. How do you get money? You sell shit. Well, what do you sell? Whatever you got a bunch of. What do they have a shitload of? Military equipment now. And this just, it spirals out of control from here. You know, things like the, the night vision, right, that Americans here uh, would can barely afford, they have it. The lasers that are attached to the rifles used for aiming that the FDA deems unsafe for normal Americans to own, they have it. All this ammunition, the, you know, hollow point ammunition or steel core ammunition that they talk about on the news about how it's so dangerous American citizens don't need it, that is all in the hands of terrorists now. And not because they stole it, not because uh, they raided a container ship and got lucky and took a bunch of it. It was gift-wrapped and set out for them by the current administration. It's it set us back, uh, I would say it has set us back 20 years because it's basically undone everything that, that we've done since the invasion of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan in 2001, 2002, you know, the global war on terror. Um, but the truth is, now that you've up-armed these insurgents, uh, you've actually probably set us back closer to 40 years because now it's that much harder if we were to double down on our efforts and we were to... Um, essentially re-invade Afghanistan, which is how this needs to happen if you really want to do this the right way. Now it's going to take us twice as long because they're better armed and they're better equipped and they're smarter, right? They just fought a 20-year war against us. So 
just like we learned how to fight this war against the Taliban uh, from a cultural standpoint, from a, a strategy standpoint, from learning how to deal with the terrain, they learn just as much by fighting us. So yeah, it, it, it's gonna it's the amount it's exponential the amount of damage that that has been done uh, through this ineptitude. Um, past that, really, what's upsetting is you look at uh, our leadership across the board. What's happening today? Nancy Pelosi is not commenting on this, right? Speaker of the House Pelosi, uh, who is on my shit list, just to put it lightly, uh, with her politicking and the things that she has done and said uh, and the policies that she stands behind, uh, the underhanded tactics um, and the, the the bypassing of COVID protocols to ensure that she kept her speakership. Um, she has not mentioned this at least not to my knowledge at this point today. Uh, her social media presence and her uh, statements were all centered around Women's Equality Day, which, and that's not to say that's not important. I'm not trying to like shit on women, but clearly, clearly there's other stuff going on that should be at the forefront of our leaders' minds. This should be addressed by all levels of leadership, the House, the Senate, obviously military leadership, the Secretary of State, the State Department, for God's sakes, gave a list gave a list, a detailed list of who is still in country to the Taliban leadership. Oh, we're giving this to them so that they know who to let through the checkpoints. Are you serious? What you did was you just gave them a list of people to go out and look for. And it's already been well documented in the news that these Taliban insurgents are going door to door, knocking on the doors to find find Americans, uh, to find members of the uh the Afghan security forces, those that basically fought with the Americans uh, against the Taliban. That, that's well documented. That's all happening right now. And we gave them the list. We gave them the map to the city. And this is all being touted by the Secretary of State and by President Biden as acceptable. There were videos, right? People are trying to get out of this country in the worst ways um, because of how quickly things are deteriorating. There are videos that were, I don't even want to say leaked. They were just posted online. It's not a secret, right? Of people crowding these airports, thousands and thousands of people crowding these airports, trying to get onto these military transports to leave the country. There's videos of somebody falling hundreds of feet to their death because they climbed on the plane and tried to fly out of the country by holding onto the exterior of the plane. That's that's some like next level uh, Hollywood movie type shit, you know. Think of the lengths of the, the, that it would take, right? How what what position would you personally have to be in to be to make that decision? That's your choice: is to fall hundreds of feet to your death, uh, and that's the option that you you take over staying in country, uh, living life constantly in fear of the Taliban. And what's even worse is we still it's been a month we still have people there oh and then we have the you know the mainstream media they're sharing pictures of oh here nope we're safely evacuating thousands of americans and thousands of soldiers or uh, military personnel marines every day and they post a picture of a c-130 that has the flag for the united arab emirates on it thinking that the american people are somehow not smart enough to to determine that um that's not our plane and, and it, this could have been easy, at least from getting the people out of harm's way. This could have been very, very easy. All you had to do was evacuate everybody to a neighboring ally country, right, like uh, Pakistan, and do the evacuation protocols from there. But again, in another blunder, 
here we are. We're doing the evacuations from Kabul airport. And and now we're in, we've pulled out so much. We've pulled out to the point. Our military presence has uh, rescinded to such a level that we have no other airports that we're in control of or even have a presence at to be able to fly in support personnel. No place else to stage supporting grounds from, you know, air support, air elements uh, to fly additional troops in uh, to help reinforce what's there. We have one point. We have Kabul airport and that's it. And the, the, as I've been saying, the administration is, oh, you know, this is so sad. And oh, now, you know, Fox News is reporting that uh, President Biden is coming out and saying that, oh, this won't stand. There will be retaliation for this. We will not allow this. And and, and it's funny because, uh, you know, he was in interviews and people pointing this out to him, talked about people falling off planes and, and just the level of ineptitude that was uh, involved in, in these decisions and how badly things are going. Um, and when specifically asked about the video about somebody falling off the plane, his response was, that was four or five days ago, man. I mean, seriously? <laughs> now, I, I, I realize that uh, a lot of Americans uh, did not appreciate the former president. A lot of Americans did not appreciate Donald Trump. Uh, he was rough around the edges. Definitely not the most well-spoken president. Okay, I, I don't... I don't debate that. God knows uh, him coming into office directly after one of the best spoken presidents in our history, Barack Obama, didn't do him any favors. But to think that so many Americans think that this, that this was the correct decision for our for our country, this leadership was what we needed. Somebody who would look at such a uh, an awful situation and his response is not that's tragic clearly something's wrong there not we need to take uh, steps to ensure a uh, a safe um, and appropriate withdrawal of force from the country to ensure that all the work we've done doesn't crumble or fall apart nope none of that his answer to the news anchor is that was four or five days ago man as if that four or five days not even a whole week right we should just wash away all of the thoughts and feelings that come with seeing such horrendous things. That's our leadership. That is the commander-in-chief of our military. That is the leader of the free world. Okay, And, and he hardly knows what day of the week it is half the time. He's in ter- terrible shape. Should not, by any stretch of the mind, be running this country. And he's making decisions like this that are leading to the loss of American lives. It's... It's inexcusable. And I, I put this in my post on social media. I think the one word that sums up all of this to me quite perfectly um, is failure. And you can say, yeah, Biden failed. And he did. Clearly he did. I just talked about it, right? He failed. His decisions, his approval of this plan was a failure. But you have to look deeper than that. Who proposed this plan? Okay, the, the president listens to his advisors. He does. Every president it, it, since the history of our country has had military advisors that he talks to and listens to, okay, because they know more than he does about military strategy. So what military leadership proposed that this package, I think it's General Miley is the one who's being blasted in the media right now as being an incompetent buffoon that led to what we're, we're seeing, uh, what our, our servicemen and women are experiencing and living through right now. Uh, he certainly would be one to look at and, and question his decision-making abilities and uh, his competency. Uh, it, 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 if nothing else, 
this man should be removed from his position, stripped of his command and, and, and discharged, uh, possibly even dishonorably. You know, what kind of leadership proposes a, a plan as cobbled together as something like this? Think of all the military, military resources that we had in country there, okay? And, and granted, um, when Obama was in, was in office, right, he came in in 2004, reelected in 2008, right? So he was, he was the guy during the global war on terror. And it's every time we have an, an, a democratically or a Democrat president, okay, an elected Democrat in office, they want to pull out our military resources. We get a Republican in office and they, they stoke it back up. They rebuild because they understand that you cannot just slash military spending. All of this costs money, right? So, you know, we get Biden in office and we're just going to cut more and we're going to cut more and we're going to cut more. And, oh, we're just going to pull out in 30 days. And we have military leadership that, that advised the president that this was a completely feasible plan, right? Um, God knows that that was one of the things the Obama campaigned for in during his reelection in 2008 was after being at war for, at that point, it only been six or seven years, really. Uh, oh, we want to start pulling troops out. Okay, this is something you scale over years and years and years. And my point is that we had already started the removal process of, of taking some steps back, right? The majority of the fighting was over. At this point, we were trying to hold the infrastructure and firm firm the foundation, so to speak, to make sure that, like I've been saying, everything that we did there was not a total waste. It was not waste of human lives, a waste of uh, our allies, countries, allies, soldiers' lives, uh, a waste of taxpayer money, a waste of Afghan lives, right? And our leadership did not didn't consider any of that uh, apparently uh they'll probably say that they did i don't see how um nope we're just gonna pull out in 30 days and we're gonna leave all this equipment and all these people there and we'll just uh, you know we'll cross that bridge when we get to it no big deal but now look where we're at and a spokesperson for the taliban which is laughable that they have a quote-unquote spokesperson um has come out and said that has issued a ultimatum that U.S. forces and U.S. citizens must be out of the country by August 31st or else. Like, motherfucker, who do you think you're talking to? We are the strongest military nation in the world. You do not issue orders to us. You do not issue ultimatums to us. This is, we've now painted ourselves into a corner right now that I don't don't really understand how we're supposed to get out of. I don't. Um, unfortunately, I believe that our president will make decisions based uh, completely at a political level and not at all at the level of what needs to be done to uh, restore order and peace to the region. He already undid everything that Trump did with the peace talks with Israel, which was a huge milestone. Uh, the president, the first president to bring peace to the Middle East since... He, Carter, you know, something like that to actually get the, the fighting to stop in the Middle East. And, you know, we're, like I said, we're seven months into the Biden administration. We got another three years of this. Good God. If he makes it that long, which, uh, I mean, most of the data is pointing at him not making it that long for medical reasons, let's let alone if we get into talking about the growing number of, uh, Republican conservative, uh, leadership that is now calling for for his resignation uh calling for his impeachment over the way he's handling matters like this 
It's inexcusable. It's a total failure of leadership. Um, and you go further than you know Biden, go further to our military leadership. We, as a country, need to hold ourselves accountable here. We, as a nation, apparently, um, elected these people, these uh, senators and congressmen that are supporting this action. We elected this president. Now, you can say what you will about the election results, okay? Um, but God knows there was an awful lot of people with signs in their front yard and picket signs at demonstrations bitching and complaining and, and moaning and groaning about how President Trump was the worst thing to ever happen to this country. They can't understand how a person like him got into this position. Oh, the world thinks we're a joke now because of President Trump. Oh, things are awful. He's just the worst. Anybody but Trump right? That, that whole ideology of getting anyone else in office, literally there, there's a name for them, any Trumpers, okay? Anybody but Trump would make a better president. Well, here we are. Joe Biden is our president. He's a feeble old man. We are now literally the joke of the world. And here's something that happened recently that did not happen under Trump, is we have foreign leaders coming out and making the comments calling out our leadership, calling out our decisions, calling out the the lack of thought, uh, and, and the, these decisions were made without any consideration of consequence. Because, again, we, our allies, lost soldiers in this war effort, right? Great Britain, Canada, I mean, our allies lost soldiers as well. As well. We are not the only ones that had a dog in, or a horse in this race, right? So now we're not just undoing what we worked for, right? We're not the only ones that have resources over there. But now we're screwing over all of our allies. World leadership is looking at, at President Joe Biden and, and and asking, what the hell's going on here? How is this how is this allowed to happen? You know? Uh, and I, I can't I cannot for the life of me figure out where the strategy was to this. So what's what is, you know, What's the thought process here? Is that we pull out of this country and we do the ultra woke thing of uh, what? Uh, giving this people back uh, their rightfully deserved land and uh, treat them as we would any other country in the world and, and give them the space and opportunity that they clearly deserve to govern themselves and and what? And nothing is, is what... This is not, like I said, this is not a uh, political party that is trying to overthrow a dictatorship. This is not uh, a mass populace that's trying to overcome communism. It's not any of these like noble struggles, right, that you hear about with the people in Cuba trying to struggle against Castro um, or the Russian citizen uh, citizenship that uh, struggled and, and had, you know, overcame with uh, the Soviet Union and, and you know, all these things we've seen across history. No, this is a a radical terrorist organization that's dragging people out into the street and beating them to death. This is, I mean, I don't want to say, I, mean, I don't want to generate this and compare it to Nazi Germany because it's, it's different, but there are some parallels to be drawn here. You know, with the, the treating of the populace and um, the taking of, you know, property, weapons, whatever, by, by force, uh, the ruling by fear, you know, there are parallels to connect them to 
to, to Nazi Germany, right? But this is this is what our leadership is uh, deeming appropriate, right? We want to now negotiate with this terrorist organization. We want to uh, treat them as if they're fit to lead themselves and govern a country uh, that is filled with multiple different religious groups made up of multiple different tribes and cultures and things. Um, and, and we think that this is the best way to lead into, <clears throat> excuse me, to lead into the future. And I, I cannot, for the life of me, fathom what what the the thought was. What did we? Th- what did our leadership think was going to happen by pulling out forces this this drastically, uh, this quickly, um, in such a small amount of time? And and furthermore, I, I would like to know what our next steps will be now. Now that there has been, uh, you know terrorist attacks on this airport now that we've been issued an ultimatum by this terrorist organization now that we are on the defensive okay we're no longer in a position to bring the fight to to the taliban right now they're in control they outnumber our forces on the ground and they have access to superior numbers of weapons and resources because like i said we gave it to them it's it's ridiculous uh, to th- to think that anybody could support this action, um, and or that there there would be anybody that would look at this and say the president made the right decision. Hey, I support President Biden. He's doing wonderful things right now. No, where was he when when all of this started falling apart weeks ago? He took a two week vacation. Why did anybody deem that to be appropriate? Why was it an acceptable time for him to take a vacation? My personal thoughts. Um, honestly, I th- I think he's losing it. I think cognitively, he cannot handle the stress of the job, and he took the two weeks away because he had to, all right? Because otherwise, if he was in the scope of the media, if he was accessible to reporters in the media, think of the questions that would be asked. It's all the same things that I just threw out there. Why did you do this? What were you thinking? Who advised you that this would be a good strategy? What was the expectation? What did we think was going to, you know, it's just, it's, it's, there's, there's reasons behind all of this, um, and and I've gotten some comments on on social media from people, uh, you know, some as simple as just decrying everything that he's uh, he's doing, all the decisions that he's made, up to people that think that um, you know that this is a, some roundabout effort to uh, support the Taliban effort and actually to help strengthen them. And while I don't necessarily believe that, um, I mean, there is starting to be more and more evidence to to indicate that than anything else. I mean. How can you look at how this has all been put together and lined up and not think that there was an, a deliberate effort made to support this terrorist ne- network? There was no effort to remove the weapons, explosives, uh, whatever else. You know, it, it's it, it's uh, something out of a movie, really. You know, at some point, you almost expect some uh, rogue reporter to appear on CNN or, or Fox News and break the story that... Uh, you know the president is a, a terrorist sleeper agent or something ridiculous, uh, like you would like I said, like you see in a Hollywood movie. But uh, after everything else I've seen, that would make almost as much sense as anything else. Um, and unfortunately, now we're going to have to put more U.S. lives in danger. We're going to have to put we're going to have to send in more soldiers, more Marines, more airmen into danger to help take back and secure everything that we gave away. And that's not and and that's not to take it all back. That would be what we should do 
if our if our plan and effort is still to safely evacuate every American citizen that is currently in Afghanistan, we're still going to have to send more troops over there. We have to. Otherwise, there's there's no way, given the, the current rate of evacuation, um, the current rate of progress, whatever, that, that we've been making with this whole effort to get all of our troops uh, and personnel and citizens uh, out of country, there's no way we're going to make it by the 31st. And the news indicates, oh, yep. We have thousands, CNN's out there saying we have thousands of people leaving every day, and that's bullshit. It's complete and utter bullshit. There's no way that they're evacuating that many people per day. For one, those planes don't hold that much, and that would indicate that we would be flying round-the-clock flights in and out of there to evacuate all the personnel. It's just not true. So uh, what happens next? I, I don't know. I shudder to think of what happens next. Um, possibly another war does this is it really another war is it a continuation of the same war that's really i guess the first thing that comes to my mind um i just you know i look at uh i look at the the web page here for for fox news and i just i don't i don't know how this was able to happen um you know uh the pentagon confirmed the initial explosion um, as well as the second attack. These were two separate attacks that rolled into one incident. Um, there's a second attack at the Barron Hotel where Americans gathered uh, for rescue and uh, evacuation. So again, they're publicizing uh, the meeting places, they're publicizing the individuals, they're giving all of the information out there. And it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel because you know where they're all going to be. And we don't have enough personnel on the ground with the resources on the ground for things like proper security checks, uh, for things like you know sustaining a, a safe perimeter, right? We just we we don't. I mean, the men and women on the ground over there are doing everything they can to ensure that this goes well, but they can only do what they can do. And then we have the the um, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's issuing a statement on behalf of the men and women of the Department of Defense. I express the deepest condolences to the loved ones and teammates of all those killed and wounded in Kabul today. Uh, terrorists took their lives at the very moment these troops were trying to save the lives of others. We mourn their loss. We will treat their wounds, and we will support their families in what will most assuredly be devastating grief, he said. But we will not be dissuaded from the task at hand. Well, that's 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 great. That's super comforting, okay? It's just like these idiots that come out and say, you know, oh, uh, you know, after tragic mass shootings here in the continental United States, oh, thoughts and prayers to the family. And then immediately turn around and look at gun control like it's the only solution. You're ignoring the obvious problem at hand here. Okay, Secretary of Defense Austin is ignoring the fact that our own State Department, our own our own Defense Department, are the ones that made this decision, uh, or, or the series of decisions that led to this. It, you know, mourning and and thoughts of condolence are are wonderful and all, um, but how about some accountability? How about claiming ownership because it was your malfeasance that led to this you got us here your ineptitude is what got us here um you know the article this particular article anyways on on fox news is going on to say that uh um you know it's been five hours or had been at the time of this writing five hours since the attack right and no no statement from president biden um, he was apparently scheduled to speak at five o'clock eastern time which i did not watch because i kind of detest the guy and his speaking skills are um they're bad at best 
Let, that's the nice way I can put it. He's not a great speaker. He bumbles and fumbles through his speeches, his professionally prepared speeches, the way I do through half the shit I say on this podcast. Um, and think about that, right? I mean, I'm not exactly eloquent with my language. Uh, and he makes me look pretty good. Um, yeah, article goes on. Um, this is the deadliest day for U.S. troops. Uh, where did it go here? This is the deadliest day for U.S. troops since insurgents in Afghanistan shot down a U.S. Chinook helicopter in 2001, which killed 38 people, including 31 U.S. troops. So we'd made this much progress, right? I mean, and think about that, really, because we've had um, roughly 13 casualties today, right? 13, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to diminish the gravity of the loss of those 13 lives. I'm saying, thinking about that and put that in context, okay? You jump back a decade, okay? You jump back a decade when we were still, you know, pretty pretty far in the war on terror. We were, I believe we were still hunting, um, or we had just killed bin Laden, you know, around that time. Um, I could be wrong. Anyways, that's the, this is the largest loss of life at, at the number 13, in a decade, August of 2011, when that U.S. Chinook went down, guys, we were we were in a good position, okay? We manageable, uh, managed risk, okay? God knows that no deployment, no mission, even hell in the business world, okay? In the business world, we talk about risk all the time. Nothing you ever do is without risk. So let's just accept that and and move that past us because there's always going to be that asshole liberal idiot that sits there and goes, oh, well, if we just pulled the troops out, then none of their lives would be in danger. Um, no, but then you you open up the rest the rest of the country to, to risk and to danger. Um, I refer you to the events of September 11th, 2001, when we were attacked by terrorists and thousands of Americans lost their lives. So that's that's not a good answer. Not having any troops there, that's not that's not the right answer, okay? It's about managing and limiting risk, um, which now, to my earlier point, we're going to have to introduce more troops to that risk to help balance the equation, so to speak, to help secure the area so that we can evacuate the non-combatant U.S. lives that are still on the ground there. Um, currently, right now, we have 5,200 U.S. troops at the airport, um, and there's thousands of evacuees still on the tarmac waiting to be evacuated. Um, apparently, there's evacuation planes uh, leaving every 40 minutes out of the airport. Um, I don't know how accurate that, that would be. I mean, how many people must we still have on the ground there if we're having planes take off every 40 minutes and there are still, there's still thousands uh, that are waiting to be evacuated? I mean, what kind of planning went into in, into orchestrating this this joke, if any? Um, the, this article goes on. You know, a, a source briefed on the situation told Fox News um, there are hundreds of Islamic Islamic State fighters in the vicinity and warning that attacks are likely to continue. Well, no shit, um, because you outnumber the U.S. troops. Um, he goes on to say, Taliban has essentially completely stopped letting Afghans through to the airport, which was apparently not part of the agreement. Um, they were supposed to let those who wanted to evacuate and leave, leave. Um, and they add that uh, they are mostly letting Americans through, but many are staying away due to the ISIS threat. Well, yeah, duh. ISIS and Taliban, Al-Qaeda, whatever, they know that the Americans at the airport. So, as we saw, they attacked the airport. So yes, as an American in hostile country right now, 
you're probably thinking, do I really want to go to the airport? Is it really worth the risk if I'm just going to stand there and not, if I don't know for certain I can get on a flight? You're just going to stand around with the, I could get on a flight, but chances are I won't. And chances are also really good that I'm going to get shot or blown up by an insurgent. This is, that, that put, think about that. Think about if, if you put yourself in this situation, I'm either going to go stand outside the grocery store down the street and I might be able to get in and get some food for my family, but I'm more likely to get shot or stabbed and have someone else come take my food. I mean, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but think about that. Since I, I think most people in the continental U.S. struggle to wrap their minds around this because we live a life that's so different from everything that goes on overseas, right? Um, I just, I don't, I don't have words to describe the frustration I feel right now. And I, again, I'm just reading about this. Um, and this article, it kind of, it, it's summing a lot of this stuff up. I know there's going to be updates as this situation goes on. It's uh, like, it's about quarter after seven right now. So, so things, I mean, it's been eight hours ish, you know, eight to 10 hours since this all went down. Um, and we're still getting details, right? We don't know of, uh, you know, there were 13 or so. Um, I don't know. I don't have a, a concrete number on that at this moment, but um, there was obviously the loss of life, but then clearly many, many more wounded by the explosions and then the gunfight that was, you know, that ensued around these events. Um, so it wasn't just a bombing. There were gunmen opening fire. So the 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 casualty toll is at one number right now. What is that? What's that number going to be by the end of the day? How many wounded are also going to succumb to their injuries and then pass? This this is it's just, it's such it's such a failure. And the bombing comes just a couple hours after the State Department warned Americans um, that they should, you know, the State Department issued a warning saying that they should leave uh, the airport immediately due to the increased threat. Like, yeah, uh, duh. I, I In an alert on Thursday, the State Department confirmed a large explosion and reports of gunfire and said U.S. citizens should avoid traveling to the airport and avoid airport gates at this time. So now that's actually pushing, you know, our, our people back out into the country, um, where again, they have the, the, the possibility to get cut off, right? They cannot make it safely from wherever they're hiding to the airport. Um, and, and to this point, right, if they make it to the airport, can they even get in the airport? It's, this is tragic. Um, I really, I really, really, uh, don't know how we're going to recover from this, uh, how this administration's going to apparently navigate out of this situation. Um, or what's going to be done. My, it does, this doesn't help anything. And I feel, I'm just, I feel like an asshole even just saying this, but certainly thoughts and prayers with everybody that is trapped in Afghanistan right now. Uh, my, my deepest condolences, uh, and, and sincerest of prayers to the families of those that, that passed today, uh, in, in senseless acts of terror, uh, that were just only made possible by our complete and total failure of our of our elected leadership here in the United States, um, the Biden administration the Biden administration is a failure at at multiple levels. Um, I can't overstate that enough. Um, I think that 
the what's transpired here today has has amplified that feeling in in many Americans and I and I sincerely hope that for those that are on the fence about what they witnessed maybe people that voted for him just because he wasn't Donald Trump um, people that didn't know how to feel about him there wasn't anything bad enough to sway them one way or the other uh, or, or good enough I guess to sway them one way or the other I hope this was the this this is the straw that breaks the camel's back for you I hope this helps you make the decision. And I hope that you realize uh, that what we're dealing with here is an aptitude of the highest level and that we can't we can't allow this to go on Um, and we can't allow it to be ignored either. Don't let mainstream media tell you that this is this is a non issue. Uh, Certainly don't let the media uh, fill the space with um, celebrity tabloid guy i mean the media is great at steering the public eye away from the tragedies right if it doesn't support their narrative and their agenda right and for the most part save for fox news and some very small news outlets uh mostly through the the internet right um most of mainstream media is liberal leaning and not even leaning they're full-on liberal and they support everything the democratic party does this was a failure plain and simple do not accept this from your leadership demand better we all need to be better. We need to demand better of ourselves and vote for better leadership. We need to demand demand better of the leadership currently sitting in office, and and demand that they they take action and and handle these the the situation in an appropriate way. Um, I hope that uh, I don't know. I hope everyone. I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, I hope the families find some way to to make it through this situation. And as things develop, I hope that people wake up and they pay attention to what's going on. Guys, that's that's all I have. Uh, I, I I don't know what else to say. Um, clearly, this is something that's that's bothering me, and I'm I'm sure it's bothering all of you as well. Um, and we may have more on this next week. Uh, I I certainly hope that nothing nothing else happens. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it um, the way the way this is going. Um, I don't know that there's been any any troop mo- uh, troop troops mobilized right to to infill the country to um, increase the level of security, which should be the first thing. Um, I don't know that that's happening. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, that that's all that's that's all I have for you guys. Um, until next week, you guys. Uh, get out there do your research train hard and like we always say here at the prepared mindset be prepared 